introduce yourself and tell me a bit about your background. Okay, so my name is uh, Marlene Koch. Um, I'm from Amsterdam, the Netherlands. I work at uh, NKI, so the Netherlands Cancer Institute. I'm a breast medical oncologist, uh, also a researcher in the department of immunology. Okay. And what research have you been presenting this year at ESMO? So we have presented the first data on the tonic trial. And uh, the tonic trial, it's a trial for metastatic triple negative breast cancer patients. Okay. And we evaluate the value of NTPD1, so nivolumab in our case, together with low-dose chemotherapy uh, or radiation. Okay. And what were the main findings of your study so far? Okay, so I think it's it's good to um, elucidate a little bit about the background and the rationale of her study. So in triple negative breast cancer, the immune therapy so far, so with NTPD1 or NTPD-L1 antibodies, have been promising, with response rate between 5 and 20%, okay. but the majority of the cases do not respond. And our question is, how can we combine immune therapy with our conventional treatments? Um, and preclinical research suggests that if you give like radiation or chemotherapy, a very low dose, it's not targeting the cancer cell, but it modulates the immune system. So how are trials designed? So we have the trial is made of five very small cohorts, and every cohort starts with a different, we, we call it an induction treatment. So the first cohort of patients first start with radiation three times, followed by nivolumab. Second cohort get like doxorubicin, very low dose, weekly schedule, uh, during two weeks, and then nivolumab. Third cohort start with low dose cyclophosphamide, nivolumab. Fourth cohort cisplatin at a relatively low dose, twice, and then nivolumab. And we have a control group of okay. immunotherapy only. Um, so that's the design and so far we have uh, entered 50 cases, 50 patients. So it's really preliminary, only 10 patients per arm. Um, but the first response rates show that all response rates in general, so combining all those five cohorts, seem to be a little bit higher than expected based on other studies. So the response rate so far is 24%. And given that we don't select patients based on based on PDL1 or other features, this response rate might be higher and might be due to this pretreatment. Um, but it's a little bit too early to you um, uh, to elaborate on. Um, and so what we are seeing is that some of those cohorts response rates are relatively higher compared to others, but we need more cases, of course. And what we see in baseline biopsies at the level of levels of TIL, so tumor infiltrating lymphocytes, when they are higher, then you see more responses to those immune induction plus nivolumab. Okay. And then, so the next step in our research will really be to study the biopsies in detail, okay. because we really want to know whether this induction treatment with this low-dose radiation or chemotherapy uh, results in like modulation of the tumor microenvironment. So are the right immune cells getting into the tumor? We want to have the CD8 cells into the tumor. And are we getting rid of those immune suppressive cells? So that will be the focus of my laboratory uh, okay. in the coming years. Are you looking at doing a larger trial after that or what's the plan? Yeah, yeah. so it's um, the tonic trial, it's like it's so-called an adaptive trial, meaning you, during the trial you adapt your design based on the results. So we started broad with five cohorts and you know right now we put the trial on hold and let the responses mature, study biopsies and then we will close some of those.
cohorts and we think we will proceed with one or two. Okay. So then you enlarge certain arms to really have more confidence in the results uh, of two of those uh, cohorts. Okay. And what do you hope the clinical translation or impact of your research could have in this group? Yeah, so what we hope is to figure out how immune therapy should be combined with our conventional treatments. Um, because the current immune therapies that we are using is not benefiting like uh, most of our patients. So it, it, we need combination treatments, but it should be combined in a smart manner. So our research can hopefully yield results that can guide future treatments, such future combination studies. Uh, and that would be, you know, the result. Uh, yeah, that would then it's a, a successful study. Okay. And how would you like to see treatment options for breast cancer develop over the next five years? Okay. So I think there are several. So as said, so we need more information on how to combine immunotherapy. We need more information on who are those 20% that will respond. You can we select them, so that's uh, work on predictive biomarkers. Then it's very exciting to see how the neoadjuvant studies, so primary breast cancer without metastatic disease, what kind of results we will see there. The first results that has been presented at ASCO look promising. And I think so in the far future, so that's not within five years, I really hope that we can reduce chemotherapy in certain cases and replace it by immunotherapy okay. because in general immune therapy is uh, not that toxic mm. at least not that toxic compared to chemotherapy yeah. so I rather would have a patient on immune therapy compared to chemotherapy but that requires like a decade more of research to really select those cases that can go without chemotherapy and that can be cured by immune therapy um, so what have been some of your favorite talks at ESMO what are you looking forward to hearing so, for immunotherapy, I was really impressed by the data in lung cancer and renal cell cancer. So, lung cancer, that adjuvant immunotherapy after primary treatment results in better survival. That's, you know, really key, a key result in the field of immunotherapy. Also the data in renal cell carcinoma were very promising, first line, EP nevo. Um, and for breast cancer, there were no like clinical practice changing results. But you see for the ER positive case, you see more and more like, uh, besides your endocrine treatment, adding growth inhibitors, adding TKIs. Okay. Um, and I think that's the right way to go forward. Fantastic. Do you have any closing comments or anything else you'd like to add? Mm. Yeah, what a it's great to see how ESMO is growing, how ESMO allows all kinds of researchers to present their data, like me, young researchers, but also people from all over the world. Um, nice to see that there are so many new data that you know it can feed ASCO, ESMO, for breast cancer, San Antonio Breast Cancer Symposium. Um, so it really feels like a steaming hot business we're talking yeah. about and um, yeah it's really fun lovely thank you i hope you enjoyed that podcast from oncology central if you want to find more interviews with renowned experts in the field 
please feel free to visit oncology-central.com where you can also find news, opinion pieces, webinars and more. We'd love to know your thoughts on this interview, so please comment below or tweet us at Oncology Central. Thank you.